Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 52 years ago while his kids are running around. The front porch is a strange place to start an agency, and it's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. Very smart woman. I don't blame her. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We write motorsports here at the Toscano Agency, and we do it really well. Our founder, Bill Toscano, used to travel for agency visits on his motorcycle. We have some of those motorcycles in our office to remember that building relationships with our agents is key. Join us for a free motorsports CE class on August 10th or the 24th at 10 o'clock. Make sure you register early because our classes fill up quick. You can register at toscano.com forward slash CE. On today's episode, we're talking about being authentically present in our conversations and relationships. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. How are you? Great, Nicole. How are you doing? Wonderful. You want to share what you did yesterday? You had the day off and you've had a lot more fun than most people. Yeah, actually I do because I need to ask for forgiveness if my voice goes in and out or clear my throat a time or two. My brother's in town with the baby, his girlfriend, and um, you guys know we're, we're close to Pittsburgh and there's good old Kennywood a nice amusement park. And honest to goodness, I haven't been there in 20 years. When you grow up here and you go to school here every summer, there's the Kennywood picnic days and you go with your friends from school and then you would go with your friends just other times. So growing up, you went at least once or more every summer. Um, but since being out of high school, honestly, it's, it had been like 20 years and they had some good roller coasters that weren't there since the last time. And, um, I've learned that while I still love roller coasters, my anxiety as I get older <laughs> is very much higher. I'm afraid a lot of a lot more things, I guess. And <laughs> screams just like bloody murder. Like I I was very disappointed as far as my anxiety going up these hills on these big <laughs> roller coasters, but the screams let it all out and um had the best time. I uh, had a wonderful time in the end. Those are just the big steel coasters. If anyone knows Kennywood, uh, they're really known for a lot of their wooden coasters too. And those were awesome. I didn't go as crazy, but it was amazing. So thanks, Nicole, but forgive yeah. me for my voice. <laughs> I, I haven't screamed like that since, I don't know. I think it was like eight years ago. We went to Cedar Point. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so draw. funny, you know, yeah. and in my area, it's Knobles. We have Hershey Park too, but it's Knobles is like, you know, the old school park. They have, they're known for their food. And it's so much fun. And, you know, those are the first rides I took so on for, I think she was five, five the first time we took her on a roller coaster that she was ready for it. So they have a lot of wooden roller coasters there. But I have found wooden roller coasters. I like it black and blue from them. I love them. They're my oh, favorite my roller coasters. <laughs> But I get black and blue because I get tossed around so much. I guess you could say that uh, a metal roller coaster is a little bit smoother of a ride and being thrown around if that's such a thing on a roller coaster. But yeah, you know, it is um, such fun. They have, that, yeah. They have to lock you in tighter because you're yeah. flying a lot faster. But on this one in Kennywood, it's known that's called the Jackrabbit. If you sit in the back, like okay. this, there's a double dip and the back is what will like flail you up. 
And uh, my brother's girlfriend, and she has an older son who was with us. It was so funny because we got, we were in the cutoff part. I'll keep this short. And these couple of people in front of us, I said, if they get the front, because we always get for the front if we can. Mm-hmm. If they get the front, we're going straight to the back. So I, this was our very first ride and they don't, they haven't really ridden. I don't think too many wooden coasters. Oh, we put them right in the back of this thing. And my brother's girlfriend got off and she was like, I was flying everywhere. <laughs> and I said, we shouldn't have put you on the back of the jackrabbit to start, but That's <laughs> it so was funny. so much fun. We were like, we got to ease into the big steel coasters, you know, and it's just a good time. So oh my very nostalgic to go back yeah. and the same, you know, and brings back good memories. So that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. So hopefully you won't lose your voice, but I can compensate today. I've got some great things okay. to share. Um, so I think this is something we all struggle with. So I think, and I don't want to keep blaming COVID on everything, but I'll say this, especially since COVID, um, it seems like workloads and balancing workloads, especially if you're working from home, has become a little bit more difficult. And we've talked about that several times on the podcast, but I just feel like everybody is so busy in their work. And we've talked about time management and we've talked about finding that nice balance, but I think some areas where this has started to really create a habit for people is not being able to be present in conversation and communications. And I mean, authentically present. It's hard to do. Like we're all balancing a bazillion things. We think we're multitasking. Well, we're trying to be efficient. We're trying to keep clients happy. We're trying to keep coworkers happy, supervisors, this, that, and the other thing. It's hard to balance. And then we get into the summertime and we've got plenty of coworkers who are on vacation or we're going on vacation and you're trying to balance all of these things and you kind of start to cut corners when you're talking to people or communicating with people. Dana, are you agreeing with me on this? Are you in the same page as me? Am I the only one who's yeah. like admitting this? <laughs> no, no, no. I actually, I, I feel guilty of it as well. I mean, that's what I, I feel like when I know I'm kind of getting there, like you said, I think summertime is the prime example too. Everyone gets short staffed and, um, and you're just pulled in all different directions at all times of the day, which is wonderful because it does make your time go by. But I've felt it where I'm I'm in so deep in so many different things. And then I get a phone call right in the middle of it all. And it's pivoting me to another direction that my brain's not like fully ready to go to. And I really just find myself going, okay, Dana, breathe. Don't cut this short. You know, don't, you know, just be yourself. And sometimes it takes a minute or two and I'll get there. But I found myself, like you're saying, almost cutting corners and and getting, you know, and just saying, okay, what do we need to deal with? You know, instead of just uh, let's talk like normal, like I would normally do. And right. um, And I do think being overworked sometimes can can lead to that for sure. And other distractions as well, as you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to share an other distraction that happened to me yesterday because this is this is an absolute true story. And if you were on the CE class yesterday, which would have been August 3rd, this was the motorsport CE class. I did share with everybody before I started because I was having a moment where I knew I was not going to be authentically present if I didn't like just take a deep breath and share what happened. So I have a really hectic schedule in the summer, as most parents do. We've got kids who have to get to day camps. They're not in school, this, that, and the other thing. So I'm doing my regular morning routine and I take Sophie down to her summer camp and I get back home and our electric company is out front of our house. There's tons of trucks everywhere. And there's this one truck that has this huge telephone pole on it. 
Now there hasn't been any kind of like an emergency thing. Nothing has happened. Um, I'm getting out of my car and the guy comes over to me and this poor guy, like I, I should be apologizing to him, but he got the brunt of it. He says to me, he's like, ma'am, the electric's going to be off from 9.30 to 2 o'clock today. We're going to replace this pole out here. And I said, what? I teach a live CE class that I have to open up in a couple of minutes. What do you mean my electric's going to be off? Can't you call ahead of time? Didn't you know you were going to be doing this maintenance work? This is not like an emergency. Like, this is just maintenance work. I'm like, do you understand that most people work from home now? I mean, I lost it on this guy, okay? I was extremely present in that conversation. (laughs) So I'm starting to panic because my electric's going out. We've got hundreds of people coming on to CE class shortly. Where am I going to go to teach this class? And what am I going to do? I can't go to the library because I'm going to be too loud. I'm very loud when I teach these classes. I obviously can't go to my neighbor's house because they have the same electric company as me. Same with my sister-in-law who lives a couple blocks away. And my in-laws are the only people on the planet that don't have internet. All of my family is 45 minutes away. I won't get to them in time. I am panicked, absolutely panicked at this point. So I call a team meeting. I'm like, I need somebody to be less frazzled than me and tell me what to do. <laughs> I can't, like, I am completely frazzled at this point. Long story short, I wound up going to Amanda's house, which is half an hour away. So that allowed for Amanda to open the class for me, get the waiting room set up, get the software set up. I drove half an hour to her house, packed up my computer, packed up everything I need to teach class. And this is the first time I'm teaching this class, by the way. So it's a brand new class. Okay. I'm driving to her house. I mean, my heart's racing. I feel like I've had 10 cups of coffee. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to like get this together, bring this in so I can show up for this class and be completely present in what I'm doing. There's no, you're allowed to be distracted when you're doing this. Like you have to be completely present. So I get there, literally run into her house. She has everything set up. I have three minutes to spare before my butt is in the seat and I hit the start button. And I'm like, trying to meditate. I'm just (laughs) okay. I got to bring this together so I can like actually sound like I'm making sense. So opened up class. And the first thing I said is, okay, guys, here's what's happened. Here's what's going on. If I'm a little frazzled, I'm going to apologize now, but I'm going to do my best to like be present and bring this all in together. And I was able to do it. I was glad that I shared it with everybody, but that could have been absolutely disastrous if I didn't like take the second, take the breath, bring it together. Like you can't fake being present. It doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. If I sit there and just read all my notes, no one will ever come back to my CE class. I'll be like the old guy in the front of the room. Like everybody knows CE. So it's just an example of the importance of being present, but that's obviously an exaggerated example. That's not our day-to-day of not being present. Many of us do this. It's in our conversations. We talk about active listening and how really important that is. Um, But being present in the moment, if you do this to a personal level, not professional, you know, my daughter, I'm leaving for a work trip today. We're so lucky we get to go for a whole weekend to celebrate with Toscano and get some training, all of us together. It's going to be great. Um, but I need to leave today to do some leadership training tomorrow morning. And, you know, I used to travel all of the time and Sophia was used to me being gone for weeks at, you know, a week at a time here and there throughout the year. I don't travel as much as I used to. And, you know, I was telling her yesterday how this schedule is going to be this, that, and the other thing. And she starts to get a swoopy lip and a little bit of a tear in her eye. And I'm like, oh, I thought we're past this year 10. And she's like, 
mom, I really want to teach you how to make these bracelets. I learned how to make, she's like, when are we going to have time to do that? And I'm like, right now let's do it right now I felt terrible and do you think I could not be present when she's teaching me to do that no is my brain going a bazillion different miles a minute because I have to get all this stuff ready if anyone's a parent and has kids to get ready you know what it's like to be gone for even a day you have to get everything together um so I'm like oh my god I have so much to do I'm gonna be up till midnight this that and the other thing but I have to be present in this moment with her she's really looking forward to it it's something she's learned to do and she wants to share it with me so what did I do I stood next to her on her bunk bed on the floor she had these string things taped up and I learned how to make a bracelet last night and it's not quite done but it looks okay but I was fully present in the moment and she was all smiles and she's, she's good now. But if I had brushed that off and was half paying attention, checking my cell phone, you know, my head going another direction, which is very natural, we're constantly interrupted by other thoughts. If I hadn't been, I wouldn't be leaving on a good note with her. And I would probably have tears tonight when I call to talk to her or FaceTime with her and things of that nature. Dana, do you have yeah. an example of not being fully <laughs> present? I have tons. She... <laughs> Yeah, you did the right thing there. I mean, and she was already missing you leaving for the weekend. Oh man, that pulled up my heartstrings. I mean, yeah, honestly, I I, I do have it's happened to me a bunch of times. Um, honestly, I mean, last year, I guess I had a lot of those moments. I think everyone knows about my husband's accident and things, and um, you know taking care of him at that time. There was a lot of times I was still working and worried about this stuff, but um, there was a lot of moments with him that I knew I had to be present with him. I had to turn it all off and and give him my attention because, and I know that sounds heartless. Like I wasn't going to, but like you said, Nicole, if I, if he needed me or if he just wanted just time downtime, I know he was always here, but sometimes he needed just a mental break because he was in a lot of pain, just with somebody because he was alone yeah. a lot of the time that I was like, Dana, I had to literally stop myself, talk, sit down and do that. And instead of worrying about the 50 million things that were on my plate, because now that he, you know, he was down just like, you know, with your kids, you know, you have to do everything for them. That's where I was. Yeah. So um, I, I was faced with that a lot last year and it was a really turning your brain off you have to learn how to do. I'm not saying there wasn't a time or two in the midst of it. I'm like, I should be doing this, but I I learned to just tell myself, be quiet, stop it. It'll be there when you get there and it'll get done. If you know yourself well enough, you'll get it done. Yeah. But um, you have to do, it's a conscious effort to turn it off and not, and not pull yourself. Like you said, don't pick up your phone. Don't do anything to take away from the moment. There's people in your life um, that, sometimes need you more than your things need you, you know? Right. More than the dishwasher list, and work chores. Right. Yes. Right. And we get lost in those a lot of, a lot of the time we're all guilty of it, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And just like, I mean, I guess you got to think of it in the reverse. If it was you and you really needed a moment, you'd really want that person, friend, family member to be present with you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I always try to go the other way with it too. So if someone needs you, something needs you, 
you know, be present in the moment. Definitely. And, you know, when you are being fully present, it is setting a level of trust with that person. And when you're not, it gets shaken. And that's never a good thing, whether that's in personal or professional relationships. Um, But it takes consistent practice and discipline to do this. And that's why when we're so busy and we're buzzing and we're trying to manage all of these things and we feel like we're behind and we've got a lot on our plate or whatever is happening, it's hard to stop and do that. But it really is possible. It is 100% possible, but it really does take, it takes some focus. It takes some discipline. You have to really want to do it. And when you do find the way to do this for yourself, it's a little different for everybody. You know, you talk about active listening. We talk about those sorts of things too. Um, but when you do, it's going to make your relationships that much better. And that relationship can be, you know, with a client, it can be professionally, personally, all of those things. It can be a couple of different things there. So, um, super important. It's only going to help you to be better in multiple areas of your life. So we talk about attentiveness and deciding what our level of attentiveness is going to be with the person we're talking to. And that sounds kind of rude, but you're not going to give the bank teller the same kind of attentiveness that you're giving your spouse or your supervisor or a coworker. So identifying what that's going to be. But sometimes we're the opposite. We're better with strangers than we are with our own family. Do you agree? Yeah, we definitely are. Sometimes it's weird. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) But just because I think when those things happen, I think it's because that person's being authentic and they let you in, Mm -hmm. you know, so that helps too. Right, exactly. And also, you know, you identify how attentive you're going to be with a problem or a situation, you know, how involved or committed are you going to be to this item specifically? And we all do this without thinking in our day-to-day interactions. This is something that happens in the back of our brain, I like to say, but um, the distractions that come flying in, I have weird distractions that come in. I can be sitting in a meeting and I'm going, oh my God, I forgot to get a Lunchable for tomorrow. Like stupid stuff, just stupid stuff. So this is why, and I've talked about this before, I try to do brain dumps And I use all kinds of reminder systems to help me so that I'm not waking up at two o'clock in the morning or sitting in a meeting going, shoot, I totally forgot X, Y, Z. And then I wake up in a panic, the anxiety goes, and I am no longer in the moment, like whether that's my sleeping moment or my moment in a meeting or whatever it is. So those brain dumps, dumping all those things you need to do, just listing them out and putting them into a good reminder system. I personally love using Todoist. It's a free app that you can use. I use it for my entire team because um, we we work on the same things and pass like an assembly line to each other. So this works really well for us, but you set up your reminders. Like you can put your reminder in, okay, tell me to run this report the first Thursday of every month. Then I never need to remember to do it again. It's going to pop up on that day for me. There it is. Do your work. So instead of having lists upon lists upon lists, you do this brain dump. It takes like, it takes a dedication to time. It's a commitment to getting it done. And then you just keep building on it. If I lose my Todoist, I am in big trouble. However, (laughs) I feel pretty good about it. So it's another way to be getting yourself towards being authentically present. Do you do anything like that, Dana? Do you have any kind of strategy that helps you 
with all the um, stuff that's floating around in your head. Yeah. I like your to-do list thing <laughs> other than sticky notes everywhere <laughs> right. and on my calendars and things like that. I mean, after a while, if you have some other things that are the same days, as you know, things will become routine, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, if I don't have it written down, I, I nine, ten, nine out of 10 times, I'm going to forget it. Or I'm going to have that, oh crap moment once I'm already out the door or, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, in the middle of the night. So I, I, I like that app. I think I'm going to put that on my phone. It's awesome. You can put it on your phone. You can have it on your PC. You can have it multiple areas and it always connects together. So it's not like you have one here and one there, they're all together. Oh, okay. So yeah, it works out really, really well. I have a Google calendar and, you know, mm-hmm. I try to organize my ex-husband for Sophia's schedule. And I try to organize Jared for the family schedule. And then my stepson for the, and my sisters, we all have like all these calendars. It only works if you look at them. Like it's true too. If only one person's looking at them. It does not really effective. <laughs> so that hasn't worked so well for me. I don't have a, I don't have a, they're not committed to what I'm trying oh. to do. <laughs> well, I have to set, I have to set like a physical alarm thing on my calendars, like on my phone. Mm-hmm. Cause if I don't, then it, no, I won't look at it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like that I don't, that's not a good thing. I should go out of my way every day and look at my calendar. But the one I use on my phone is a little different than ones I use for work and things like that. So right. if I know something, oh, I think in August I have this and I'll go and look ahead and mm-hmm. find the date. But I always have that alarm set up for a few days before. Yes. And then like, you know, just say, just to remember, because <laughs> then yeah. I'll go, oh, no, I didn't mark off time, you know, from work. Cause th- this is an appointment mm-hmm. that I need. So right. That's kind of where I go with that. So like I'll set the, you know, dental cleanings, you know, every <laughs> six months and then I'll wake up and go, Oh man, I gotta get my teeth today. I <laughs> like I need that reminder too. Cause I'm not that's looking true. at it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's nice that we're in the world that we are right now that we have all this technology that can support us. But when it comes down to being, you know, authentically present, Yes, we can have all the apps in the world, but it truly is a practice of discipline and commitment. It helps to build stronger relationships. It helps for you to be seen as a better coworker, partner, friend, mom, whatever it may be. Um, It is really important. I think it's something that's missing in a lot of conversations these days. So I really, really try to um, be aware of myself and think of how I would feel if someone was talking to me and you could see in my face, in my reaction, I'm looking at my phone, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, what I'm on the phone with people here internally in the organization, and I'm really sharing something that I need their attention for. We use video for every call. I'll actually snap my fingers. <laughs> I'll be like, are you paying attention? Like, I've got a couple <laughs> of offenders all the time. And I'm like, I really need your attention. I feel like a kindergarten teacher. One, two, three, eyes on me. You know what I mean? But yeah. Even just having that eye contact, like I can tell you're working on your other monitor. Would you please look at me right now? I really need you to understand what I'm sharing or something along those lines. But yeah, I try to add my sense of humor in there. So, or do you you need me to call you back? Is this a bad time? Yeah, now okay, (laughs) right? You know, it depends on the person and your relationship with the person. Certain (laughs) people, I can be like, "Hello, are you paying attention to me?" And then other people, 
is now an okay time? Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but... It can only help guys. This is definitely a practice. And we'd love to hear from you. If you've got some tips or things that are working well for you with an overloaded plate and remaining, you know, completely authentically present, we'd love to hear from you. Email us podcast at discano.com. Dana, I can't wait to see you. Yes. I'll see you tomorrow. And folks, there'll be lots of pictures on social of our big event this weekend. So make sure you check it out. Yes, please. (laughs) And I'm on the roll.